Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Power Podcast. It's your girl, Relly. We are back together. It's actually yes. been a couple weeks. It has. Yes, I take a little hiatus. It's okay. I've really missed it. I love doing this. Yeah. I look forward to this. With Me you. too. Mm-hmm. We um, are finally sitting down and processing our experience at the Boutique Fitness Summit, which was so amazing. Yeah. We were originally going to go in 2020. Mm-hmm. That was our first first one together, too. Yeah. First conference together. Yeah. Because then, it womp, womp. is <laughs> it is a tons of information and then yeah. going with and it was cool to see other gyms that had multiple staff there. Yeah. Yeah. So but it was nice that we were that were able to share it together, process it together, mm-hmm. reflect. And then Ra also came too. Yeah. It was and we were talking about like what are we what were we kind of expecting to get out of it mm. before we even got there? I truly had no idea about exactly what I was going to be learning. Mm. Like I knew it was going to be operations, but like what about it? Which yeah. was it was it was super helpful. We're gonna we're gonna dive into what we each learned, but I and mean, we could you go, can, we could go down a lot of rabbit holes yeah. with a lot of the sessions. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna try to be as uh, broad as possible, but we're going to also yeah. give give you our biggest takeaways mm-hmm. from it. And you know, even when we found out that they're having the summit right away, we we're just like, "Yep, book the hotel. Yep, let's we're go. Yeah. We're going. We need to get out of this space." And it's a it's another opportunity for us to like recharge our batteries. It is, yeah. And we were saying, you know, what are we expecting going into this? Number one thing was connections, mm-hmm. like connecting with, like Britt said, you know gyms with other not just us uh, a one-man show mm-hmm. you know we had there's a lot of people there that were owner operator of their own small gyms which is awesome to, awesome to talk to them their experiences yeah um, but we also had people from big names you know people from berries mm-hmm. we i think we each Soul connected Cycle. with somebody at berries yeah. Cycle, rumble rumble the, the, the franchises yeah mm-hmm. so that was really cool you know talking about our experiences through covid comparing mm. um you know processes and experiences and all the little things that go into a business that we're like, oh wow, we're actually not that different, but we yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot. Of, there. It was really cool. So what I did love just to did you do this? Was it just the CEO summit, or was okay. it when everyone's together? When everyone took a survey together and the answers are right on the on no, the big screen. we didn't have that. So that was uh, the CEO that's cool. summit, and it was all about numbers during oh, COVID, yeah. like pre-COVID and and then post-COVID numbers. That was really cool. So that, yeah. how they broke it up, guys, um, was there was two days mm-hmm. and there were uh, four different breakout sessions on Thursday. The first day. Yeah, the first day. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yes. And we got to choose which one we wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really between... The- it was between sales and operations for me. And I'm yes. actually really glad that we did, that I did operations. And actually, before we yeah. even get into that, this also, this summit also allowed us to meet our business coaches, Hensley, Alyssa, oh. Meg, Krista, and I'm missing somebody. No. Yes. Krista, Alyssa, Hensley. Yeah. Yeah, the four of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> so we met them in person, which mm-hmm. was so amazing. And they actually met each other for the first for time the first in person. Yes. That yeah. was so neat. And that happened with a lot of people because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of our meetings and with our business consultants and for you guys out there too mm-hmm. in your industries, that's how you've been having meetings. Zoom. through Zoom. Yeah. And, you know, that was just to give a hug to someone that has helped me, helped you so much. Yeah. And Hensley was our catalyst for our sales, pro, you know, our sales uh, operations and, yeah. and processes. And yeah. that's when we had Jen come on. Right. So and I, I was talking with Alyssa and I, because she was in on the sales 
I was like, you're probably basically running it. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, I was telling her, I was torn between operations and sales. And she goes, everything that we're doing in the sales, you already learned with us. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's reassuring to know that I wasn't, um, you know, I was learning new things instead of relearning, mm-hmm. which, of course, it would have been a great refresher. De- definitely. Um, but what I learned in operations that... Oh, she was hyped. It was. It. Like, she came It was out... mind-blowing. I was... Well, and it's so funny because when I just finished the newsletter... Uh, did you read it? Not yet. Yeah. No, I'm going to. <laughs> the, I did talk about... I, did, I reflected and, mm-hmm. uh, and wrote about the summit. And the last paragraph was what, what you did. And I said, Relly was being rapid fingers Relly and uh-huh. taking in all the information, being a sponge. And I mean, she had like 10 pages of notes uh-huh. and came out like hype. And I came out like, <sighs> because... Yeah, you, well, yeah, you had, a, it had was a different experience. Different experience. In, in a there, great way. Yes. We absorbed different types of information. Which is the whole reason why we both went. Yes. And we wanted to separate. Yes. And so... When okay, when we were signing up for the summit, when they had all these sessions, I first signed up for the building a badass boutique. Oh yeah, and then there was an application for a CEO summit. So I took the risk and I'm like, why not? Applied to it, and you had to hit, hit certain numbers and it has mm-hmm. c- certain questions, certain parameters, yeah, yeah. certain parameters mm-hmm. on it, and they accepted me. And so it was, it was very empowering and humbling of being in a room with all CEOs. You know, next to me sat the the CEO of 305 Fitness. And if you don't know what 305 Fitness is, that's okay. But look it up. She is extremely well known in New York City. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm next to the CMO of Rumble Boxing. And, you know, so you have the big franchises. A lot of big names. A lot of big names. But Mm -hmm. then you have in there the, you know, the small one or two locations like us. Mm -hmm. So... Like we said, the expectations going into it were comparing yourself and how we handled a lot of stuff in the past couple of years and just mm-hmm. where we're at now. And uh, but with the CEO summit, it was a it was a it was a uh, it's probably different than what you expected, right? Very, yeah, very. But I loved it. It was very challenging. But before we really get into the, the two days, Relly and I did go to now. This is what oh, we used to do back yeah. in the day pre COVID. We would do a, a trip to New York City. Uh-huh. Uh, and then go to gyms and yeah. go visit gyms. And we would love to see and what what their vibe is. And it's, it's just fun to get a different yeah, it to, you're Right, in. to work out outside of the space that you're in every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. But also, one of, the, one of our favorite things that mm-hmm. we loved to do, and we got to do it again, with we went to Rise Nation. It's a newer franchise. Yeah. And you like to go to the bigger ones, the ones you hear about. Yeah. And so Rise Nation is somewhat new. It's a franchise. I think they've just, been in New York City like less than a month. Yes. It was like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we were climbing. I mean, we climbed the whole time. Yeah. It was on a Versa climber. <laughs> my first time. <laughs> and I couldn't wait because the the movements were coordinated to the music. And we all know Rally does not have coordination. But um, I mean, she does I do. better. It's better. I do have rhythm. I cannot dance. <laughs> explain that. I don't know how to explain it. But it was it it challenged us in a different way because yes. you have to th- you had to think more about like your mind like literally mind body connection. It really is. Yes. It was so much fun though. It was shout so out to much- shout out to our coach Tyler. He's the one who I think he moved from Texas. Dallas. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Texas to Open Rise Nation in 
uh, New York City. Yeah. So fun. It was really cool. Yeah. And one of our favorite things when we go to the city is going to see the locker rooms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's and it, it's that, a big thing. It it's, is. For boutique gyms, it is a big thing. It's yeah. those aesthetics and the full experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was. And it's beautiful. We were, we were saying the one thing that we really pride ourselves in at Power and what we've experienced mm-hmm. being a new client in how many, four to five different gyms in New York yeah. alone, and you've California. been in L.A., in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, our new member process is so – it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It really is. It is. We walked in. We're like, hi, we're new. Like, they didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that is – and I was saying, in New York City, it's high turnover. There's yeah. a lot of people. People are looking for maybe just – um, somewhere to go maybe once a week drop mm-hmm. in. Whereas here it's a lot different. But they we do- felt so good about our process. And like yes. we really do make people feel good and known that it is their first time before they even yeah. get into class. Because that gym intimidation. It feeling. is. And oh, if I, I, I talk about that a little bit. You do? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's one of the things that happens, especially more so now, of getting back into the gym. And if I, I remember saying this before Switch, before Tone House, yeah. uh, Berries, berries yeah. all of them that I've, that I've visited is uh, if I weren't in shape or kind of knew a little bit of interval training and yeah. what to expect, what to expect it, yeah. it would definitely be challenging. It would be really hard. Yes. So when we left right away, <laughs> we were like, we're so we're, we're so good. Like yeah. we like yeah. pat it, ourselves on the back. It, it validated, yeah, mm-hmm. it validated our processes, and that really carried into mm-hmm. the summit as a whole. Yes, it was so, a great starter. Yeah, yeah, it really was, and it was a lot of fun. High so, five, high five. Yeah. So <laughs> day one, I know we started to talk about day one. You started. I, I want you to start with talking about the CEO summit because we actually mm-hmm. have not sat down. Yeah. And talked about our full experience until now. So this is all raw info. And we're not going to – we don't want to info dump everything. But we yeah. want like our major takeaways mm-hmm. from our sessions. And then day two we did together. Mm-hmm. So that was cool too. So your CEO summit. Like tell – like you already said who was there. Yes. So you had some the big guns and then you had the little guys. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, I was just thinking of my experience growing up and being in college and saying always sit in front. No one was sitting in front. And there I am by myself, sitting at a table by myself. So I already felt like, okay. So yeah. finally someone I was actually in the – it was funny. I was in the sec- – the first row was um, for the speakers uh-huh. and their stuff. And I was in the second row. I was like, of course. Yeah. 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 See? Have to be. Uh-huh. Have to be. Yeah. So well, it was – it was uh, – very I'm trying to think of like just one word it was empowering Mm -hmm. and it was also just so much empathy in the room because before we even got started they're like just walk around introduce yourself yeah okay how you doing and you're wearing a name tag and everyone the the main things was what's your name where you're from what gym do you own what do you do and uh everyone's a ceo so no no no. I mean like what is what type of uh style training yes there was a lot of yoga a lot of bar a lot of cycling Mm -hmm. and it was I wanted to find the people who are kind of more like us too like strength based yes and uh so they started out with what I loved was your business cannot grow unless you grow so with this session it was a leadership rate it was like rating your your leadership style Mm -hmm. and um a couple of in you rated yourself from one to three three being the strongest Mm -hmm. and after you do go through all the questions then they kind of give you like where you should be at and what you should do and take your action steps moving forward Mm -hmm. um what i did appreciate i just i wanted to take a couple was when they said how well do you delegate and at this point um i'm thinking "Mm, a two i'm like in between Mm -hmm. you know now that i agree with that oh thanks okay this is good so the so 
at this point, when they're saying this, you know, they're going through and asking questions. And it was very eye opening to me when um, they asked, like, what do you do when you get handed something? And, you know, every CEO is saying something and they were like, nope, nope, nope. But I mean, that, there's no mm-hmm. wrong or yeah. there's no wrong or right yeah. answer. But when they said you hand it off to someone else, I was like, OK. That's something I need to work on, mm-hmm. but this and, and that's when I came back and I was like, okay, let's let's bring Kayla on to help me with the partnerships. Yeah. that was what really triggered me at that right oh, in the beginning. They talked about this a lot in mine too. They and did, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And then one of the last questions, there was about twenty questions. Was um, you know um, knowing that what got them here is not what will get them to the next level. So I was thinking about where I was when I first started. Uh-huh. And we talk about this all the time, <laughs> knowing absolutely nothing about business. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about the next level on power with where we're going, and that's a big reason why I went to CEO Summit, yeah. it was to learn about scaling the business and how to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, again, put a lot of things into perspective of, wow, I was just going by trial and error yeah. and had no mentors yeah. and no staff and how do we get to the next level that's with my team and right. you have both those things exactly. you have mentors through our business coaches yes, and, and you have staff exactly yeah. um, so that was fantastic I love that very hands on and then the rest of the sessions of the day were so informative so informative to a point where it did get a little discouraging at one point that was the the, the discouraging part and not discouraging it was more so okay I have to really Step back and reflect. Step back thing. and yeah. reflect and think about how we're going to scale. Where is power? Because we talked about this a lot, guys, just, you know, between Relly and I, the yeah. most of do we want to license our model? Do we want to franchise? Do we want to corporate? Yeah. Corporate. So yeah. franchising, uh, kind of just give you like a little bit of what those I three. I always compare it to restaurants. But go- okay. Yeah. Do yeah. It. Yeah. So I think of franchising, think of McDonald's. Yes. McDonald's is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Somebody owns a bunch of locations. You can see them on every corner. There's no rhyme or reason to where they are. Mm-hmm. They kind of put them where they want. There's a blueprint. So yes. someone will say, someone will spend anywhere from fifty dollars to $250,000 mm-hmm. to buy your business model. Like mm-hmm. there is a blueprint and you say, here you go, buy my business and mm-hmm. go run it yourself however you want to do with some yeah. parameters. Yeah. Here's, he, yeah. It's like, here's how it's going to look. Here mm-hmm. it's got. Like, I mean, you think of the McDonald's experience, and mm-hmm. I say it because everybody knows what it is. It's the same. Yeah. Um, and franchising versus licensing, corporately owned, you're, you want to have that same experience mm-hmm. overall. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then you think of, like, the uh, corporately owned, you think of Chipotle. Yes. Chipotle is, surprisingly, corporately owned. At least, at, at least I believe they still mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. So they are very strategic. They choose the locations of their restaurants. Mm-hmm. They like the the corporate leadership structure determines all of that. And you know, most of our listeners are so local. So if you want yeah. to give a gym, Metabolic yeah. is corporately owned. Yeah. So they have I think six locations in the area now. Yeah. And, and then I they have locations in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. So the owner of Metabolic, he owns all of those locations and he has a hand in all of them. Yeah. So one of the leaders, one of the um, CEOs in the summit said he likes to compare franchising as babysitting. So you still like are they're not they're not your kids. Right. Right. They're not your babies, but you're still taking care of them. Yeah. And then we always I always say this is my baby. This is my baby. Mm-hmm. Corporately owned is your baby. You're parenting. Yeah. So I, I thought that, that was like, I, really I like cool. that comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it does put it into perspective. And it's like which one is going to be right for us. That's where we have to really decide. Yes. And know? then there's licensing. Yeah. And licensing is right away I think of CrossFit. 
Yes. CrossFit is like affiliate owned and you have to pay a certain fee every single year, an mm -hmm. annual fee to be a part of the CrossFit name. So there can be, like we say, CrossFit um, I mean, for the people and CrossFit Shatter and CrossFit. So yes. there's just different and they have their own model. They can do whatever they want, but the same when they, say, they can market however they want. Yes. They can do their sales process however they want, but they are still part of that programming. Yep. They're buying it. Yes. They're buying into the, the, the main, like, it's almost like the, um, like if you think of building a house, it's like that Their foundation. foundation. Yes. yes. So you have the name, you have your, people know the CrossFit name. Yeah. So if mm -hmm. you say I'm CrossFit so-and-so, um, they know what to expect when yeah. they hear CrossFit. Yeah. And then everything inside is you make it your own. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. this, you know, so learning, and that was one of the, I remember reaching out to Hensley. And yeah. when she, cho and she when, when we asked, when she asked us, how how do you want to utilize us? Like, what are you looking to do with your business? And I said, scale my business. I want mm -hmm. to grow, and we and we grew by working predominantly on our sales experience. Yeah. So, but when we're talking about the actual model and business plan, this was extremely. I mean, there was investors there, there was consultants, there was uh, in, in the CEO summit, and a lot of the investors, a lot of the bankers, and financial big guns mm -hmm. you know like all the white dudes on the uh, <laughs> the older white dudes on the stage like that's how it was mm -hmm. and um i mean i just won't get in my head the the um his name his last name was uh it was like rich malloy i believe uh, with mm -hmm. at or rich with, with alloy training alloy mm -hmm. um so anyway he said i am going to discourage all of you from franchising like he said that <laughs> And if how eye-opening was that? Yes. Yeah. And everyone was like, okay, why? What are the parameters? So yeah. they're giving a lot of parameters and numbers of what it looks like to franchise mm -hmm. and and all about like exiting your business. So like for me, I'm almost 40. Mm -hmm. And do I want to be in the gym every single day like I am now working? I, well, I'm mm -hmm. working not I'm working on my business mm -hmm. now, but do, do you want to be doing all the operations in mm -hmm. my hands in every single pot mm -hmm. when I'm 60 years old? No, I don't mm -hmm. have, you know, I'm like a teacher and there's a retirement plan. Right. So when they're talking about one of the sessions was exiting your business, uh, was very interesting. And, you know, it's, I feel like it was just, hard for you. It was yeah. hard. <laughs> I'm looking, I love to I'm work looking and I'm like, you. well, yes. what am I going to do? Yeah. I can't not. I was even talking about it to Joe this morning mm -hmm. and just saying like, this is, you know, I could see myself running a podcast you know something like that but yeah. I could see my consulting um, more, yes consulting yes. I would love to consult so they yeah. got into a lot of different strategies yeah. and it was really really cool and that's part of like the exit strategy is, is they anybody who starts a business I mean what do they call serial entrepreneurs mm -hmm. you need to be doing something mm -hmm. for your own personal growth whether yeah. that's start you know starting a business like consulting yeah um having that as part of your exit strategy is okay I'm taking what I learned from building my business and how can I help other people? I mm -hmm. mean, that's yeah, that's what we do here is we help people. Yeah. I so. can see us tag teaming and doing that. Fuck yeah. Yep. See? I knew she'd do like it. it. <laughs> <Let's> do it. <laughs> and then financing your growth strategy. So, for example, yeah. if we were to open more locations, um, how does that look? What what type of loans? What type of investors who to look for? Um, There's a lot of things that people don't think about. It's like, oh, oh I'm wow. successful in location one. I can use that success for location two. Doesn't they don't work like to, that. They don't want yeah. you to do that. They don't want you to take your your what, profits and what you, you know, what you made from your first location to put that to. I say they don't want to, but it's yeah. not recommended to use all that profit for the next location to fund it in yeah. some type of way. Yes. I mean, Stu said something great. He said, you don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. 
there we go. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use the success of your own business to potentially uh, your you know your new location. Maybe it doesn't do as well. You don't want to suck the the profitability from business number one to pay business number two. Mm-hmm. That's not how it should be. Each one should be independent, even though they're the same. Yeah, and even yeah. just my meeting just now with the new designers, yeah. I was uh, I was you know talking about the budget and spreadsheets and everything that we're working on, mm-hmm. and 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 people have no clue what it's like to to budget for a gym. Yeah, the amount of how much equipment is. Yeah, not only that signage, uh, everything, payroll, everything. Like Relly and I, every single month go over our numbers, and I mean it's it's very eye opening, and it makes people not want to open a gym, and that's where they yeah. they want to be just real and very transparent. It's a high barrier of entry. Yeah, I mean we had some people. There, there was a, a CEO who is who said she's like I make you know I, my revenue is seven figures a year, mm-hmm. and she's like I have one location in LA. And I am great. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of CEOs have that mentality. Bigger is better. Bigger is yeah. better. And and even just coming in here, year one, people are like, "Can you more locations, more locations?" <laughs> and you're and like, "I gotta figure. I gotta make sure this runs." I have to learn how soundly. to run a business. I have yeah. to learn everything, the in and outs of a business. So yeah. um, overall, it was freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the CEO summit. And then we went to a cocktail hour, you know, on a rooftop deck, and was like in an Uber with these very big CEOs. And yeah. I said to Relly, I was like, I had to check myself yeah. because I was feeling a little insecure and feeling, I, I, you know, can I even match up and compare to in these conversations? And then all of a sudden I was like, bring back that confidence. That's one of my biggest strengths yeah. is having confidence, even yeah. though I could fake it till I make it. And that's what I did in the beginning of the business. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, and then, and then I asked, you know, I asked, the um, Rochelle, who is the one of the CMOs of Rumble Boxing, mm-hmm. to be on the podcast, and then I asked Eric Nozon awesome. be in the podcast, and they all said yes, so absolutely. So it was really cool, and just yeah. developing relationships, and that's where we go back with a takeaway that connection. Yeah, and if you think about it, like yes, people have these big, you know, big titles, big mm-hmm. uh, responsibilities, but they're still people. Yes, and they started just like where exactly we started. I started. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so it, 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 that's so cool to like just realize that yes, you're a quote unquote small fish in the sea of big gyms Mm -hmm. but like you're you can be where they are and you're on that same path that they were Mm -hmm. so so cool yeah yeah so tell me about your experience now because (laughs) i loved the fire that she had after it just it it, it made my heart so happy that i could be able to give this to you you know like that's for me selfishly it was very fulfilling for to see you in your element and also uh the actual CEO of the uh, Boutique Fitness Summit wrote me and said Relly was incredible and provided so much insight. <laughs> she probably said and Nicole because con- I went by Nicole. She did say, <laughs> yeah, and she contributed. So I'm like, of course she did. She's oh, a freaking boss. So yeah, so it talk, was it was so fun. About your like, experience. Operations, there are one million and five rabbit holes that I could go down about what yeah. we talked about. Mm-hmm. The overarching message always tied back to. What are your company's mission, vision, and values? MVV, Mm. mission, vision, core values. And it's basically how you operate your business needs to reflect what you stand for. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Like, we just redid all this. Mm -hmm. And more so now than ever, are we really grasping it? Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We want to embody that. So that was really awesome to hear. Like, all right, we're already on the right track with that. Yep. And talking about like, our, you know, just our our team. Mm-hmm. That was that. A lot of it was how do you build a team? How do you uh, make sure your team is on the same page? You know, systems around that. Like, there's 
so much information and without boring you guys because it, it, it can't it can be really boring if you yeah if you uh if you want it to be <laughs> um you know setting expectations for everybody that you're working with like we say mm-hmm. with each other with you know the other coaches mm-hmm. between uh, it was a three c's content communication connection what are you delivering how how is that being delivered and how are you connecting with your members mm-hmm. i was like wow that is yeah as simple as that si- super simple and super effective yes it's and that's what a lot of this was. It was how can you be simple, effective, and efficient? Mm. And I was like, oh, that's what we need. So I was internally laughing the entire segment about um, operating systems and the talks about having a. Are you a visionary or are you an integrator? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I can only <laughs> yep. imagine. Because every time they said visionary, it was the big idea person. I was like, oh, we have one of those. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was. And then the integrator is putting I- the ideas of the visionary into action. And that's executing, aka yes. my girl right here next yep, to me, <laughs> the two of us. And it was eye opening. And I know mm-hmm. that Britt and I need, you know, we need to actually dive into all this information. Is like, okay, how does how can the visionary build the business and the integrator execute mm-hmm. and integrators because there's usually more than one, yes, without getting too mixed up into each other's yeah. paths and still uh, come to the same goal. Yep. Yeah. So, and that was lots of information on that, which was super awesome. And I was like, okay, a lot of this we're already doing, mm-hmm. which was really cool because the people that were talking about this are like big consultants, HR, mm-hmm. um, uh, people who own like big um, fitness franchises. Gotcha. And I was like, this is, it's great to hear that us as a single location, you know, small business are already on the right track of mm-hmm. what all these big, big places are doing yeah. and should be doing. Yes. So that was really, really cool to hear. Um, and then, you know, talk about the member experience. This was this was great, too, because this was more of an open forum. And uh, the other people in my little cohort, there was probably 20, 20 to 25 people um, in the operations room for the entire day. Yeah. And they were asking questions about a lot of the questions were around member experience, and mm-hmm. it made me realize what we do here is far ahead of what many other gyms do. Now, there were gyms that were in the construction phase, mm. like probably four or five in New York City that are being built right now, one in Atlanta that's being built, this huge facility. And they're asking questions about the member experience and struggles that they're having. And I was like, oh, I can contribute to that. Yeah. You know, the um that was the, huge yeah the, for both of us we yeah and i i love this and as you guys can see there's a there's a common denominator here that really and really and i are both experiencing that we're doing great things and we are on mm-hmm. the right track and it's and it's because we work so well together and we're so passionate but also we've been invested in our coaches who are helping us and yeah. what i noticed too not to cut you off yeah, no. was there wasn't a lot of ceos or other gym owners who invest in coaches. That was surprising to me, me when you told too. me that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Well, this is what I learned. So anyway, yeah. you contributing. Yeah. Of course so, you were. So yeah. So it was cool. Like the the um, the head of client experience at Barry's, his name is Mikey, super cool guy. He was saying that one of their biggest obstacles with client acquisition, finding new members is fear. And I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I can relate to, I can relate to this a hundred times over. We hear it all the time. I'm scared to start. I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym before I start there. We had that before COVID. It's even more yes. so now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a lot of people were able to contribute to this too. And it was normalizing those feelings. Mm-hmm. 
everybody's going to have it. Please. When we went to Tone House for the first time, we were shitting our pants. <laughs> we were scared. And we were like, why? Like, I it's know. it's new. Yes, it's new. But it, like, being nervous is also excitement. Mm-hmm. You just don't realize that it's excitement. Mm-hmm. You're starting something new. Yes, that's a big deal. Um, but everybody, everybody has been there and you'll be there multiple times. So it's like, if you don't rip the bandaid off and go for it, like, where are you, where are you getting? It's the mindset. It is. It always says, and we always go back to that. Yeah. And, you know, with the whole member experience, like, um, at Power, our product is our experience. Mm-hmm. It's our classes. It's how we make people feel. Mm-hmm. And coming out of COVID, you know, COVID was all, think about it, it was all goods-based. We couldn't leave the houses. We couldn't do things. So, oh, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna buy plants. I'm gonna um, learn how to make hand sanitizer. I'm gonna get all these things, 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 things. And now we're shifting away from goods and towards experiences and towards services again oh, as we re-enter the world. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That was that was really cool, and that was a lot of what was talked about on day two, which mm-hmm. this we'll is get into. we're gonna get right into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was overall just super uh, interesting and exciting to learn how we can make power even better, mm-hmm. and how power is already great. Yes. Those are my, I guess, my big two takeaways yeah. in the last however many minutes that I just rambled on for. No, no I appreciate yeah. that. And then came, and then we met our, and then we met Hensley. Oh, and, yeah, Hensley and her team. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that those, our takeaways are, even though they were very different uh, sessions, mm-hmm. they They're are the same. The same, really. <laughs> and it was just so nice to, because... I know both of us can agree that if we were to go back, if this were to ever happen again, being in a pandemic, we would do things mm-hmm. differently. 100%. Yeah. And to also just meet so many people and being empathetic to their situation. You know, I met a lot of um, yogis who, who close multiple locations. Mm-hmm. So um, just to understand and understand what everyone's going through, have like-minded you know, like-minded people in the same room, uh, but also just to be proactive when something would happen potentially this is actually potentially in yeah. 10 years 20 years you know yeah, like, who knows who knows right. so day two day two yeah rod joined us for day two which was awesome and we were like i said we were in the same room together and this was more of like forums they were interviewing um different people from uh gyms across the country mm-hmm. um and then there were some some individuals who gave like uh, quick presentations on certain topics um, and what I loved about yeah. the the actual conference, I've never experienced this, was they had an app just for that was the cool. summit. That was really and cool. Yeah. All the information was on there. Not even we say all the information about the sessions and the times and where to go, but every single person who actually attended the summit, their information, their LinkedIn, their Instagram, their you, email. Yep, you connected and you, you connected with yeah. them. So you have a conversation with somebody like, let me connect with you and yeah. then we're gonna connect also on you know, any any platform. Yeah. So that was – I loved that. And that was, like, super organized and, you know, it was. we love organization. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, I mean, day two, the first – there was a probably five or six different uh, sessions. But the first one talked about the post-COVID shift with mm. gyms. 22% of gyms had to permanently close, which is extremely sad. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a lot of gyms, like, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Eric uh, Posner Posner at Swerve Fitness, which is uh, cycling based, he called COVID the great reflection. I was like, oh, that's real. It like really that. was. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was really tapping, you know, tapping into all right, what what do we do as a gym who's closed? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we good at and what are we struggling with and how can we 
bring the good to our people when they're at home. And mm-hmm. I think we did really well with that. We did really well. Yeah. We did. On the fly. As best, on the fly. As best as we could. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can say people who are still with us who were on that Facebook. I mean, we did. The we Facebook did, group. The Facebook yeah. group. It, it, it was. I was just talking to um, Mary Delancey Shaw. Delaney Shaw. Yeah. And she just was still talking about it with how grateful she was of everything that we were able to give. Mm-hmm. And we had just hired <laughs> three coaches at that time oh yeah so it was like hi and now you're gonna within be shifting. a month it was yes, yeah. within a month you're yeah. gonna be shifting to a new model yeah and it's just all about adapting we've adapted i'm sorry adapting yeah. adapting yeah so yeah 20 percent. so get this one i love this only 20 percent of people have gym memberships what that's insane to me this is what we say there's, there's plenty of fish in the sea when people talk when when industries especially the fitness industry mm-hmm. are talk about being competitive mm-hmm. and oh this person's going there this person's going there there yep. are plenty of people yep. stop being butt hurt that yep. like we don't e- we really don't and i will say this out loud i'm mm-hmm. gonna say it again and listen to me and you can like copy this and record it and send it to other people <laughs> if anyone's talking yep. but when someone leaves and goes somewhere else we still leave our arms wide open yes. for them to come back. Like there's no hurt feelings. Yeah. The top reasons why people leave are convenience, you yep. know, location, job. Yeah, they had to move. Financial reasons. Yeah. Like we, life happens. We get it. We get it. Yeah. And that only twenty percent of people have a gym membership. That's eighty percent of people who have no clue, no clue about us. Yeah. No clue of what where they want to be, where they would fit in. Yeah. So that's our job to get our message out there. Yes. Right. That is our job to yeah. th- to to help and find a solution for those 80% of people. Absolutely. Yeah. I was shocked to mm-hmm. hear that. Yeah. And you know, when we're talking about how do we help the the, the 80% or mm-hmm. even the 20% who are maybe looking for a change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about cultivating relationships and experience. Mm-hmm. Number 1. You know, they talked a lot about a gym isn't just going to be I come in, I take a class and I leave. It's about the full experience of offerings. You know, in we and have out. Exactly. We have our wellness program. We have our one-on-one training. We have uh, sports performance. We have all of that stuff. We have pedal. Like, that's just the surface of what we can do. Mm-hmm. And we already have a zillion other ideas that we want to try and implement. But, like, it comes down to being a place that connects like-minded people, you know, helping them be confident and be better outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Be a better parent, coworker, friend, partner, whatever it is. Like, that's ultimate. We want people to feel good. Yeah. And that shift of working working from home now that's, that's wfh wfh okay so <laughs> <laughs> this is this is exactly what we're going to lead into about yeah. consumer trends yeah rally in her notes said wfh and i'm like what is that and it's working from home so this is just a you know yep. a little <laughs> i was i was a little trend but du- no, no, no. but the the wfh like acronym came out of covid mm, mm-hmm. it was not working from home was not as big as it is now yeah. so yeah and when we're talking about you know bridges mentioned key consumer trends I this was awesome. I loved this one because (laughs) not only was she so funny, but it actually was like really wow. Okay, perspective and understanding. Yes, how these trends are going to affect our business now and in the future. Yeah. So we're talking about these trends. We're talking about uh, consumer behavior and spending habits. So she went right into Jane. Her name is um, talking about the Gen X, Gen Y, which is a millennials and Gen Z. 
Gen X is those who were, you know, born between 1965 and 79. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of things about them. They were seeking balance and they trust no one. It's even funny. I think about yeah. some people in that yeah. in that range. We, everybody here. knows somebody in that yes. range, 100%. Uh, the millennials, that's, that would be us, 1980 yeah. through 1995. They're yeah. entitled and empowered. They're very socially networked. They're working on plan B, right? Yeah. And uh, group-powered, very optimistic. So. Yeah. I say group powered, like group interval training became so big around 2010, 2008. Yeah. Right when like the 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 whole economy, oh, the recession, crashed, the recession yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then you have Gen Z. Oh, let's talk about Gen Z. <laughs> 1996 through 2011, high anxiety. <laughs> I was laughing at this when she said jaded, jaded and medicated. And medicated. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Jaded and medicated. Yeah. And. It's- and there's there's so, so many more, more things, yeah. yeah but the, the, those were some of like just the the main points, yeah. But it, my takeaways from that was just how how we as power can can be the solution to these generations because we do have people from 25 to to 60 years old. Yeah, and it was how do you how do you reach them how do you and reach ha- them? and what is your me- our message to each generation is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And what these people are looking for, you know, what each. Um, how they learn, how they socialize, how you know, all of that kind of stuff. It it's very different. Like, I I even talk about just myself from starting the business yeah. when I was what 33, 34. Yeah. And how different I am and how but how the people that have started with me, that Your people started with me, with the member base has grown. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we're also in different spots. You're right. So I, you know, it, just little little situations with with evolving with with the generational gaps and, yeah. and, and and filling those gaps, how we can bridge these gaps between these generations. Yeah. And there is one commonality is like everybody is suffering, suffering from the COVID hangover. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Tell it everything. Our, yep. Everything <laughs> is online. Yep. Mm-hmm. Need in, you know, coming out of COVID. And some people maybe just completely fell out of their fitness routine. It happened. It mm-hmm. happens to more. It happened to more people than we think. You know, they had this idea of needing to get pre-fit, pre-fit. before they come back to the yeah. gym. Mm-hmm. Um, one where there was a word that um, we laughed. I think everybody in the room, like at least chuckled at. Oh yeah. The yep. idea of co-dog pendants. And Kayla. Yeah. Ash. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's because we started laughing because yeah. like, there's, but you see a we lot have of a lot of people. We do. Yeah. But we, you see a lot of gym owners, especially CrossFit is huge. Yeah. Who have their dogs in their gyms. Yeah. It's like a big, big thing. So yeah. code dog dependent. The code, the code dog pendency is code people had, they when they were home, got a dog or an you know a pet. And now the separation anxiety. Yes. Mm-hmm. Between not just for the person but the pet too, the like pet it, too, yeah. yeah, it's that yeah. the whole idea of codependence. But look what what's happened with businesses now. Now there's so much more dog walking. There's so many more yeah. doggy daycares. Yeah, since since the pandy. Yeah, because of of leave. It's just like leaving your children. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that Wait. was that was funny. Everyone did chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And then the idea of needing coaches, not just trainers. Mm-hmm. You know, a coach does a little bit more. Think about our coaches here. Like we know about our people. Yes. We know what they're going through. We can, you know, we can relate. And we're more than just a gym. We always say that. And that's such a reflection is that, you know, we we want to know how we can help you. Not only here, but like what you're dealing with. Maybe yeah. you're having a bad day because something happened at work. Like people tell us, I had a shitty day at work. I just need to just grind it out. When did we switch over from trainer to coach? Was it when we when we uh, rebranded? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think it was around the time. And yep. that, that even just a small term. 
Mm-hmm. We used to say trainers all the time to coach. Coach, mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many coaches there are. Teachers are coaches, mm-hmm. you know, sports yeah. coaches, uh, if, uh, just health coaches. So, like, there's so many, uh, just that title alone does give a different perception to to the community, to the consumer. Yes, to who, yes. Mm-hmm. Another, so Riley and I both agreed. This is one of our favorite yes. sessions. The next, her name is Sadie Lincoln, and she's the CEO of Bar 3. Yeah. They are a franchise. Uh, how many did she have? She um, had a, oh, my god! I want to say it was like 175. It was a lot. How many does she have? The, oh, I don't know. Oh, it was. I she, think they had. That's the total number of locations. Yes, it's a total lot. number of locations. Yeah. Their franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, she delivered such an incredible session, and I just loved her personality. And Me too. Um, it was called "Guiding Leadership Principles to Build a Resilient and Sustainable Company." Yeah. So, with those five leadership principles, uh, you know, there's so much information. Again, without going down a rabbit hole. Here are the five principles that we are yeah. taking away, and it really, you know, made yeah. us think. Even these more. and these were she shared the ones that were specific to bar three. Can you um, can you actually talk about this? Because I'm late for a meeting, and I'll type her <laughs> and say I'm so sorry I'm late. So can you? Talk I sure about will. This, I, this is <laughs> this what, is what happens. This is what we do. I'm gonna um, really so quick. Sadie had talked about um, these five points that bought everybody at bar three. She wants them to uphold and demonstrate and. I, there was a there was a term for it, and the name escapes me for a second. But number one was always upholding the mission, vision, and core values (MVV). This this is a very it's a very repetitive, um, you know, idea. Sorry, um, I'm typing sorry. over. Here. This is sorry, I'm typing over here. Am I distracting you're fine, you? You're fine. <laughs> Guys, this I'm is like, real life. Yes. Um, so always up, upholding the vision, mission, and core values of Bar Three. Like she wants everybody who works at bar three and comes to bar three to uh do that mm-hmm. and that's same thing at power yeah. um you know prioritizing prioritizing the epicenter of the business um and whatever you know that means something different to bar three than it does to power and of course you know this is not going to be these five things aren't going to be what power is um number three was enlightened hospitality this idea of like little things to make your experience just a little bit better mm. like what is she saying like uh coasters for well, your water bottles yes. i was like oh that like little, little plants yeah. here and there little pictures that yep. we've done so that, th- those thoughtful yeah and then thoughtful beauty it goes into the mm-hmm. same thing it's like you know just how how you feel when you walk into the space mm-hmm. and then workplace awesomeness i love this one yeah the a you know a having players. a players hell yeah we like to win yeah yeah, workplace awesomeness is just like just exuding awesomeness and everything that you do mm-hmm. and what you bring to the workspace. And having that, you know, it, and it trickles down from owner to to your staff mm-hmm. and, and your staff to your community. Yes. If your owner is showing that passion and then so is your staff, if they're bought into that, it goes back to the mission, the vision, and mm-hmm. the core values, and they understand it and they can – you know, talk about it with their eyes closed and yeah. talk about it to a stranger off the street. Yeah. Then you are creating that that winning team and a winning culture. Yes. All, All right. right. Mic drop. I Mic love drop. it. Mic drop. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Next one. This was really cool too. Yeah. So I'm um, talking about fitness fitness advocacy. And this was with the new CEO of IHRSA, IHRSA, the International Health and Racket Sport 
that was association. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So URSA is one of the biggest conferences they're having in Miami this year. Yeah, and it was funny because we don't know they're rebranding it, but it's called Racket Sports Association because yeah, it was, it's been like that for how long? Again, it was probably owned by a very older white gentleman. <laughs> well, <laughs> there Rack, we go again. I mean, think about racket sports used to be big in like the early mid 1900s. Yeah, not, fitness fitness so, then is not what fitness is now, and the mm-hmm. name unfortunately has carried on even though the the uh, vision of the company has mm-hmm. evolved, and this is what she was talking about. She's an, yeah. and she's the new president, and I yes. love yes. woman owned. Uh, up there on the on the stage with her mm-hmm. was the CEO of Row House. They're another franchise. Oh yeah, with the exponential franchise uh, company. So, um, I kind of talked about this in my story two days ago you about did. Yeah. you know connecting with uh, advocating for fitness. You know when we go back to the pan the pandy. I, I think I had was able to talk to two lawmakers that whole time, and they couldn't even give me any answers. Yeah, they knew nothing. You're right. You're right. And uh, I'm, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. And um, this is the biggest thing that Ursa is working on is moving towards advocacy in in, in our space. Mm-hmm. You know, during the pandemic, you know, they there it was not there. And so they're wanting us to find us as CEOs and people in the fitness industry and, mm-hmm. and professionals to to start connecting with senators, with lawmakers, and and, and start establishing those relationships with um, with people and the government officials, so we can better help them educate them and have them understand what we're trying to do and why we are essential and because our space is in the hospitality space guys so we talk about hospitality you think of restaurants you think of hotels um, hotels. and the traveling yeah yes you think of travel so and i've said this to i was just saying this to to rally you know when i went to temple university and was in my grad program sports administration and recreation was was in the hospitality school of tourism and hospitality yeah. So with that, we are a service. We are taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And this is what Ursa is trying to, you know, trying to transition to is how can we better advocate for, for yeah. our industry? Yeah. And they were saying like during the pandemic, the focus for government officials was what on who they it was. The focus was on who they knew and who they needed to take care of. Mm-hmm. So the industries that we were just saying, um, the restaurants, the hotels, like think about it. Gyms were the last to reopen in New York. Yep. They were considered non-essential because it was high risk. Mm-hmm. Do you know? The, do you know the yeah. big box gyms in New York City were opened before the boutique? I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's where you can contact Trace better with this. It's all little things we can go right. to, but yeah, and a lot of it just comes down to like information, education, mm-hmm. education of what the fitness industry is now. Because they probably have a vision in their head of like, oh, it's just like Gold's Gym. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. Or Racket Sport. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, mm-hmm. So constant reminders, you know, ongoing advocacy, ongoing, you know, leveraging the voices in the fitness industry to increase our reach and bring our yep. message to the top of the top. It's awareness. And yeah. and just think about the mental health aspect, which, by yeah. the way, it is – Oh, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental Health Awareness Month. So that right. is just, and yeah. that's one of the biggest things that they, another takeaway is one of the biggest things they talked about with the future of fitness. Yeah. So um, from URSA, they, we went into DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inc- inclusion. That was, it was so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, ju- just <laughs> I remember learning. Yeah. And how to 
finding new ways and being open and finding a safe environment for yes. for everybody you know, everyone yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it starts not only with the staff but even with the members and mm-hmm. just constant communication and it was fun, uh, one of um was the mm-hmm. owner of the Phoenix Phoenix effect her name is Beth she said we're not putting genders on weights. She, mm. What did she say? She said when she oh, oh I went to a place that's rhymed with rhymes with Larry's, and I, they said boys' weights over here and women's weights over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she was, and <laughs> I think one of the, the one of the speakers on the next panels was, was the president of yes, Barry's. It was, it yeah. was. But she's like, she's like, fuck that. She's yeah. like, weights don't have genders, and mm-hmm. and that's and we know that that is such it's it's such a big. Um, area that needs a lot of improvement just based on history. And yeah, you know, I mean, for example, here, we never want, there's a lot of women who lift more than men. Yeah. And we never would want a, a, a male here, a man to ever feel insecure about that. Yeah. You are in your space. We want you to feel included. Yeah. And we, we don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And in the same, there, there's all these preconceived notions of the stigmas out yes. there. Yes. Stigma is the perfect word. I was trying yep. to think of a word. And mm-hmm. that's, I, it's and this yet, is we're getting into of how, again, once again, it's the messaging and how we can get out there more and talk about that this is evolving. This, yeah. That everything is, is evolving in the industry. Yeah. D, yeah. Especially in the fitness industry, I think yes. is always just kind of swept under the rug and it, it, it can't be. Mm-hmm. It really can't. Mm-hmm. And so that was, there was, oh, we took a lot of notes on that. We did. And that was super eye-opening. And Beth is just yeah awesome. Beth was in my mastermind group, and oh, actually, yeah. I you know, on that day too, we were in a room with everyone, guys, sitting down for eight hours. Mm-hmm. So it was you know very challenging because you get a lot of you know fitness professionals who like need to, move, to move around, need to move around, yeah, and get hungry. I think that was our one rec- uh, our one point of feedback was yes. less sitting. Yes, yeah, and I was I had the opportunity to go into a mastermind with with Beth. She's an owner of. The Phoenix Effect in LA and some other CEOs, um, and that's when I felt proud, even more so, of what we. Do. I was giving them so much information. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of I would say everyone in there had multiple locations. Mm-hmm. There was seven of us had multiple locations. Some strength and conditioning, some cycle, some yoga. Um, another girl, she owned actually multiple franchises in different modalities. That's cool. Yeah. So um, to just uh, give them some <laughs> some information was, you know, just it you felt, feel good. You felt really good. Yeah. And then and to also see that we are again. This is <laughs> instead of going to our takeaways, we are making the moves. We're ran, making the right moves, and. You know, honestly, if I could attend, <coughs> yep, there it is. If I could attend more summits and more conferences and really schedule that in like three to four times a year, just to get that that yep. recharge that battery and everything yep. and connect with people, I absolutely, absolutely would do that. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. Very little. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have to. That's fine. <laughs> We're a hot mess over Excuse here. Excuse me. The last speaker of day oh. two was my boy Eric Malzone. I am going to bring him on the podcast. It is my duty to do this. Brit was fangirling. It was my awesome. my cheeks were red, guys. <laughs> yeah. And he's white. She's like, she's like, oh my god, stop. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, Eric. 
I listen to him every single week. Well, I, we he, also got the opportunity to talk to him, which was yes. really cool. And he only yeah. got to speak for 10 minutes, which I was a little disappointed about. Me too. And so I'm like, we're going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So uh, he just runs one of the most top uh, fitness podcasts. It's called The Future of Fitness. Yeah. And he interviews, he's interviewed over 300 people in the industry. Yeah. So he talked about what the future of fitness looks like. And it what it looks like, it looks like power. Yeah. That ultimately that's what it looks that's like. That's exactly what I got. It was like reco- the emphasis on recovery. Mhm. And we're like, "Holy shit. Yep. We are so far ahead of a lot of yes. places and we know that we're still in the infancy of that." Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that we're already thinking about it and it's in our name. Mhm. I was like, "Yes." And then how yes. can we and this is where we're reflecting yeah. is so how can we take our model, our vision, and our core values mm-hmm. and partner and connect with people in that wellness organizations and companies and, in that and recovery space. Yeah. You know, people we that with, are good at that. Yes, like we worked with iCryo. Yeah. You know, so it's it's one of the things we want look work, work with more chiropractors and mm-hmm. more physical therapists. Yes. And you're going to see more more of that coming guys and that's that's one of the things that we saw this pre-pandemic that I'm so proud of us. Mm-hmm. proud of our efforts mm-hmm. and our vision because it is coming to fruition and yeah. it's only the beginning it really is so and this is you know one of the hardest things with where we're at right now and I've talked about it before and whether it be you know on my social media or in newsletters is that we're mm-hmm. in this white space mm-hmm. so if I were to say like how we left this you know how we left yeah, our, our, where, our biggest takeaways yeah yeah like when you know how we left the summit and where we fall, uh-huh. that white space model I was talking about, like between CrossFit and between those those boutique um, gyms, and that we are, you know, on the verge of creating something different. What sets us uh-huh. apart from others, and especially in the small suburbia of the capital region, yeah. compared to these urban spaces. So um, it's it's very exciting for what the future holds and we can evolve with what is being adopted into the industry. Yeah. I think in attending the summit and seeing all right, boutique fitness summit, it truly was like the boutique experience. You think of really like small studios and having that really niche type of experience. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're going to walk into a yoga studio and you're going to, you know, feel this type of way and leave mm-hmm. feeling a certain type of way. Same thing with like even berries. You walk in and leave feeling, you know, you you have a different experience, but it's still like that little, it's that intimate feel. Yeah. And that's what we're, we want to really bring to power, you know, without taking away from our vibe. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going anywhere. Mm-mm. Trust me. Mm-mm. Like that is never that's like one of our favorite parts of power. There's mm-hmm. a lot of favorite parts, but, you know, seeing that there were no CrossFit gyms there. Yeah. That was that was really eye opening. So, yeah. yeah, being on the opposite end of that white space mm-hmm. was cool to see. Okay, we can take some of what these boutique gyms are doing really well, exactly, and we can incorporate the end of power. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. When we yeah. came back and talked to our coaches, who are um, more so, uh, they were oh, active life, yes. active life, mm-hmm. yeah. So active life, yeah. you guys know that we're working with, mm-hmm. and they've rebranded. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we felt like. I don't, I don't like saying the word outliers because outliers is like, you know, yeah. kind of a negative term, but it's that white space. Yeah. And we're in it's, a unique it's position. New. It's unique. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So not, not seeing any CrossFit there. And then just like Ralph said, to piggyback on, you know, with the boutique, being in that middle space is is really exciting because we can we can 
formulate it and create what we want mm-hmm. and take each aspect that we love and who we think we really are like when we get when we get told like this is my advice this is my recommendation we don't have to take it right we take bits and pieces exactly and that's why we have been successful and in the especially over the course of since the post pandemic yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah and and another big takeaway and we said this was kind of a confirmation of what power is Mm -hmm. like our model and our brand like what we're doing is where the industry is going and we're ahead of that and what we're doing well Mm -hmm. is ahead of what a lot of other places are doing yeah so that was it was holistic the holistic experience oh yeah there was another mastermind that talked about that Mm -hmm. and it was again in line with what we want to do and what we are doing Yeah. yeah so and with this if you have any questions, please never hesitate to reach yeah. out via social media, to our email, relly at power518.com, mm-hmm. Britt at power518.com, and or give us your feedback. Like, we yeah. welcome it. We want it. We want it to know that. We want to see that. We want you guys to see that, like, that we're growing, but also that you're growing with us, mm-hmm. too. So, and, yeah, the understanding of where power is going. Where power is going. Yeah. And just go back to our mission. Yeah. Bring power to the people. Bring power to the people. Yeah. Have a great day, guys.